Hey, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? You know the name, you know the voice, you know exactly why I'm here. Just in case you don't, I am the microphone messiah. I am joined by the current reigning defending podcast champion, Brandon Tanguma. Brandon, it's Wednesday slash Thursday. How you doing, man? Philip, I'm doing just great. Another day, another episode of the Bola Cast. Absolutely. Just the two of us today, but we have a special guest today. Yes, we have a third man, brother. Uh, Tim from Pro Wrestling Unlimited has joined us. Tim, welcome to the BC, man. Hey, great to be here. My first time on the show. Always love joining other people to talk wrestling. So when you asked me to be on the show, of course I had to do it. Absolutely. You, you've probably uh, not just heard Tim's work, but he's uh, been on In The Click a number of times over uh, recent weeks, uh, helping out Baby Huey. I, I love the uh, the chemistry that you guys have there. It's it's a nice rapport. Right. Yeah. Uh, you you want to talk about Baby Huey. You want to talk about Baby Huey from this past weekend and what he did to you? Yeah, so so let's let's talk about. I know Huey will will hear this. So I, I go to Best of the West on Fresno, where um, Tim resides. He's a resident of Fresno. Uh, uh, Juicy, he r- worked there, so I drove him down there, and uh, uh, Tim spotted me, <laughs> and he texted Huey like, "Hey, I just saw Philip," and Huey's like, "Oh, send me a picture. I'm gonna mess with him." So Huey pr- proceeds to rib me, uh, and I'm thinking like. Huey's not here. And then I saw you. I was like, ah, okay. He had a man on the inside. Huey, rule number one, don't work a worker. But uh, no, it was it was all in good fun. Uh, Tim, d- for uh, people who uh, aren't familiar with your work, let them, let them know uh, what you're all about, man. So I run Pro Wrestling Unlimited. We're on mainly on YouTube. We also have all, we're on all the different social media platforms, mainly on YouTube, though. Started in August of 2015. I know this is going to sound bad, but basically I was like, hey, I see other people on YouTube making videos talking about wrestling and I could do better videos than them. So let me try it. After about a year, I started to slowly find success. After another year, it became my full time job. It paid all the bills and I've been doing it ever since, since 2015. Wow. What's the what's the secret, man? We, 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 we're going to have to have a conversation on here. Consistency. Yeah, because you you work very fast, man. Like your stuff is quick. The videos aren't long, so like the attention span well, isn't lost. Yes, and that's the thing. Here, here's the thing. So you have all these different wrestling podcast YouTube channels that do really well with podcast style episodes. They're longer podcast style episodes. Are there better content? Their longer episodes do better than their shorter stuff. I'm the complete opposite, and I don't know why. All my short videos do really well, and my longer stuff, eh. But I think it's just what people have been accustomed to me doing since 2015. Basically, what my thing is, is all my videos are basically what you would get if you read it on a website. But instead, I'm going to just read it to you, technically. Give you the lowdown and not give you all the, here's my opinion without having really any knowledge of it other than what I've already read, which you can go read. 
Yeah, because like Fightful, they're quick with the articles about when stuff happens. They're yeah. quick with the videos like Billy Graham, who we're about to talk about, just passed away. I already saw your video up. I was like, that, this dude is fast. Well, they've <laughs> also got a group of people. It's just me. <laughs> yeah, you're you're a one-man band. But uh, speaking of that, uh, Billy Graham, uh, WWE Hall of Famer, the former WWE champion, has passed away at the age of 79. He would have turned 80 uh, later on this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Billy Graham is, was placed on life support for a few weeks. And uh, in your video, I'd... I saw that they told his wife, like, hey, you know, he doesn't really have that much time left. You might want to think about pulling the plug. And I guess they have. Uh, Billy Graham was the kind of the blueprint model for what Hulk Hogan uh, uh, sculpted his character as. And that's what led to Hulkamania and all these other things. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Brandon, do you have any thoughts about the passing of uh, the former uh, heavyweight champion? I mean, obviously, it's sad. To be honest, didn't know he was uh, kind of in bad shape. So it did take me a little bit by surprise. But. I mean, kind of covered it. Someone who I don't think gets enough credit, you know, in this day and age in this wrestling landscape where, you know, back in the 70s, he, he, you know, he was killing it with his persona. And as you said, you know, Hulk Hogan definitely kind of, uh, you know, some might say perfected it, but he definitely, uh, you know, t- took inspiration from Billy Graham and, you know, just go back and, you know, we don't do promos of the week anymore. But if you want to go back in time, go on, go on the cock or go on YouTube and find some uh, Billy Graham stuff. That's your homework, everybody. Absolutely. He was the, you know, after, you know, San Martino and Backlund, he was the guy. Mm -hmm. And then eventually Hogan comes along uh, and takes the title off of Sheik. Then he becomes the guy using the kind of the Billy Graham model. Um, Tim, for our listeners, you you have any quick thoughts? So you, you keep mentioning Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan has said in the past, my whole character is a mix between Billy Graham and the nature boy, Ric Flair. He has admitted that multiple times but yeah billy graham was like like you said after san martino and all them the next guy and you did say you didn't know he was in bad health billy graham's been in bad health since the 90s off and on a lot but yeah his wife did post i want to say monday steroids kids oh that's what it was (laughs) but his wife posted i want to say monday on facebook that he was on life support doctors wanted to pull him off and she said, no, not yet, hoping for a miracle. Unfortunately, they didn't get that miracle. But if you're not really too keen on what Billy Graham is, there is a 2006 Billy Graham DVD on Peacock right now. You can go watch. It's called 20 Years Too Soon, the Superstar Billy Graham Story. Absolutely. Uh, can you give us like a quick little rundown of basically what they talk about in there? I haven't seen it in a couple of years, okay. but it's just like everything from his time in WWE. I don't know if there's other non-WWE because he was WWWF. Yes. So I don't know if they talk about other things he did. It's been like four or five years since I watched it. I just remember okay. it being pretty good. Okay. Okay. Uh, yes. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to know more about Billy Graham, please go watch the uh, doc. Uh, let's talk about SmackDown. The Bloodline uh, was in full effect uh, this past Friday. Roman Reigns has returned to television. Uh, flanked, of course, by the special counsel, Paul Heyman, Solo Sokoa, and the Usos. And they kind of, they have a, they they put all the cards on the table. You know, Roman was like, you, you know, you think you, you guys are just, just can lose the tag titles and we're not going to talk about it? And, you know, uh, Roman demanding an apology and uh, Jimmy kind of laughing and Roman putting his palm to his face. And Ro- Roman was so good in this. He was like, why would you dedicate that match to me? I'm not even a tag team. He didn't even finish saying the phrase. He was just like that disgusted by it. So all in all, in Saudi Arabia, 
we are going to get Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defending the undisputed Universal Tag Titles against Solo Sokoa and Roman Reigns. And Roman Reigns dedicated this match to the greatest tag team of all time, which the Usos thought he uh, he was going to say their name, but to Alpha and Sika, the Wild Samoans. Tim, what are your thoughts? I think this is very interesting, and I hope they don't put them titles on Roman. But hear me out here. What if this is all a swerve and this match is not taking place at Night of Champions and it ends up on SmackDown the night before? That, where, where are they at? Uh, well, the technically, that would be this Friday because I think I could double check. I think yeah. they're double taping this Friday. Okay. So I don't think that would happen with a double taping and then them, you know, spoiling it a whole week ahead because Night of Champions is, yeah, so they're in. Columbia, South Carolina, Friday, and it's going to be a double taping. So I never mind. I take it back. I don't think they do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So th- what uh, or what's been reported is that uh, I, there have been some uh, dip or the diplomatic issue with Syrians going into Saudi Arabia has apparently been resolved. Which, Sammy's allowed to go now. Yes. Legally. Yes. And nobody nobody's really been talking about that. Uh, mm-hmm. Bre- Brennan, I know you've had. Uh, your qualms with the Saudi shows, the blood money shows ever since uh, we started covering them. What are your thoughts on Roman? You mean ever since they existed? Yes. What are your thoughts (laughs) on Roman and Solo going after the tag titles and the thoughts of Sami Zayn finally being able to perform in Saudi Arabia? Uh, Well, it's interesting, Uh, you know, with with Roman not being around too, too much uh, since WrestleMania. We did kind of wonder, especially with the uh, that Blood Money show being there around his a thousand day reign, we kind of expected him to be there. We kind of thought, oh, it's just he's going to defend the title, and that's what's going to be. But no, they go in a completely op- in a complete opposite direction. Go with the tag team title match, and I just love the the promo from Roman. I thought just he carried himself, you know, so smug, arrogant, but also you know he had reasonable gripes. He he's like that, you know the you know the leader in the locker room, the the quarterback who. You know the the team's not exactly doing their end, but he's doing everything he can to to win the ball game, and he's like yelling at everybody. And uh, you know, it's kind of a meme of of Roman just being champion forever. And if he just collects all the championships, I think it'd be kind of funny. I don't think they're going in that direction, but they're definitely going, you know, to that next chapter of the bloodline with possibly the Usos turning on him. And what you know, we all thought about it being Jimmy or what Jay Uso, but now it's Jimmy who's kind of step in a Roman a little bit. And so now maybe it's flipped a little bit, or maybe they're both going to go at him at the same time. So that's just a fun little tweak that, you know, we didn't see coming. Well, I think what it is, because Jim remembered uh, Jay, he felt Roman's brutality, you know, in the early stages of the tribal chief character. So Jay's probably trying to save Jimmy like, Hey, nah, bro. Like you really don't want none. You saw what he did to me. He even choked out Jimmy when Jimmy still had the, the brace on and he returned to TV during the pandemic era. So it's very interesting. And Roman, I guess it's just if you want something done right, do it yourself. I could see them putting the titles on them because Roman's not going to lose. He's not going to get pinned. Solo, he could get pinned. But, I mean, Solo, he's kind of on a on a high now. And that would cause even more turmoil than the bloodline. And Roman needs somebody on his Maybe side. Maybe we get some sort of distraction or interference. Well, hear me out. Hear me Crazy. out. Roman gets disqualified because the Usos get involved. Okay, we could do a rare disqualification loss. I could see that. Yeah, so that way Roman nor Solo have to take the pin or submit. Yeah, it, it is interesting. The last time Roman was in a tag match, he did lose when he tagged with Sami Zayn when Cena came back on the last day of the year. Because 
if, if you think about it, do you think Roman loses? And this is legit day 1000. Yeah. He, May 27th is day 1000. So I don't think he loses, but I don't think he wins the titles either. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, it depends. Like I heard Sam Roberts say this really depends on like where the world heavyweight title match is placed on the card. Cause I, I can see them ending the pay-per-view with Roman and solo holding the championships and Roman holding four championships. I can, see, I can see that happening on day 1000. I know we're kind of skipping ahead with, with raw, but I mean, Sammy and KO, they're not exactly, you know, on fire. Like they were come out of WrestleMania and oh. with the Usos, you know, rumored, maybe Usos, you know, bloodline implosion match at SummerSlam. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not writing it off completely. Yeah. I mean, Cause like, well, Kevin and Sammy, what else can they do? They hit the major crescendo. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania night one was it. That was the biggest thing. So it, they, you can't really continue that momentum. Uh, I think that also is have to do with the WWE tag division where it's pretty much just like the Usos and that's it. There's no other real credible tag hey, teams for hey, them to go hey, after. Don't show any disrespect to pretty deadly. <laughs> yes, boy. Yes, boy. <laughs> oh my god, I love Pretty Deadly. They made their debut on SmackDown. But uh, let's talk about the World Heavyweight Title Tournament. So it was uh two triple threats. One was AJ Styles, Edge, and Rey Mysterio. Um, a super fan's dream. And yeah, look, man, Edge put that video out there about you know it's the, it looks like the title that that he never lost. And I, I just I rewatched his uh twenty four, the second coming, and look, man. Kind of wanted him to do it. And I think the biggest takeaway we can have from this, they acknowledge that it's the title that Edge never lost, so it mm-hmm. will take the lineage of the Big Gold Championship, which the Big Gold title took the lineage of the WCW title. So that's, I think, of the that's the biggest clarification we've gotten out of this, which is very good. Well, no, the Big Gold title started from zero. It had in WWF, no or E, no lineage before it. When it was given to Triple H, he was number one. I've... I, I remember, I know, I remember them. Uh, Eric Bischoff giving it to him. I, they they didn't continue the lineage at all. They, no, because it was not considered the WCW Championship. It was the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Well, there we Triple go. H, number one. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to continue from September of 02. That's the lineage that we're picking up. Uh, so AJ Styles defeats Edge and Rey Mysterio. And then in the other triple threat, Bobby Lashley defeated Sheamus and Austin Theory. Uh, Tim, what are your thoughts on these two matches? I thought they were really fun. The AJ Edge Ray one was, I think, in my opinion, the better of the two. But I thought they were both really solid matches. And again, yeah, I I always wanted AJ to win the SmackDown side of the tournament. But then I saw the Edge video and go, what a great way for Edge to go out. The Ric Flair story. What the title? Well, Ric Flair didn't have the title, but it's the same thing. Until I lose, I'm going to keep going. Once I get beat, then I'll retire. I thought that was a great story to do. Maybe could still do it. Maybe have Seth win the belt at Night of Champions and Edge eventually beats him for the title. Maybe kind of hard to do if Edge is on SmackDown. But yeah, I think AJ and Rollins, if you want like the best match possible for that belt, that's the match to do. Absolutely. Brandon, thoughts on the two triple threats? Yeah, I mean, the two triple threats were fun. Uh, Styles, Edge, Mysterio, a little bit of a a dream match scenario. And, you know, there are some cool sequences uh, thrown in there throughout. You know, all six guys involved. I think the Theory's the only guy under the age of 40, which, you know, does kind of showcase WWE's lack of younger talent. But also these quote unquote older guys don't exactly look all that old, which, 
you know, shout out to modern health medicine, and all that stuff. But, it, you know, these guys aren't going to be around forever and they do need to kind of start building up some of the, this younger generation of talent. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Guys in their 40s are really doing some things in WWE. You got Finn, you got Damian Priest, the, the whole triple threat with Edge, Styles and Mysterio. It's uh, it's it's something to behold, man. So then we got AJ Styles versus Bobby Lashley, which I believe is a first time ever matchup. Because when Lashley had his run in TNA, AJ had already left and gone to Japan. Uh, and I don't think they've ever uh, wrestled each other. So this, this was fun. This was a fun time. Yeah, I mean, I thought, you know, it was, it was a fun match. Uh, Styles gets the win. So once again, uh, Katie and I, as I said, we were going to destroy you, Philip, And we're already off to a great start because no matter who's the World Heavyweight Champion, we're getting 50 points. So, bam, suck on that. Oh, yeah. And these these points that were that were definitely calculating. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, someone had to make this big old ordeal, this big video on the internet is like, oh, this draft is going to matter. And so I take it seriously. And now that I'm up, we're up ahead already. You're already thrown in the towel. Yeah, Tim, we had a we had we had a draft on the show and we were, we're, at, we're at like a little bullet cast civil war. Gotcha. Also, not to correct you, but these two did fight last year, uh, August 15th, 2022 on a Monday Night Raw. Wow, oh. Philip, how how could you get that wrong? I mean, come on. Just terrible. Clean it up. Brother, I'm a historian of the business, but clean I it remember, up. I don't remember every exact detail, brother. I'm, you know, my memory's not 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 what it used to be. I'm not 19 anymore. I'm 27. <laughs> All right. Um. So AJ, you know, he wins the uh, SmackDown side of the tournament. Bianca Belair is supposed to have a celebration as the longest reigning uh, women's champion of the modern era. Uh, they don't even say Raw Women's Champion. Uh, then Oscar shows up, spits mist in uh Bianca's face. And the way Bianca sold that was fantastic. Like it was yes. burn, burning and seething her eyes. Thought that was a great touch. Yeah. She's so. gonna show up next week with that with a double eye patch on. I don't know. So we're, oh we're lord, we're we not having a title swap, or what are we doing? That's we're what just, I'm wondering. Like, so she's just the Raw Women's because on Raw they referred to Rhea as the SmackDown Women's Champion. Like they said it, which is very weird. I don't. I don't know. Did, did we reintroduce the, the Divas Championship gonna, the woman's title? Well, here's the thing. Because of Bianca's long reign, they don't want to mess that up. If they swap the belt, she's got to go back to zero. Yeah. Or so, here's a crazy idea. Maybe they just shouldn't have swapped brands in the first place. Oh, no. that's the That, that would have been the right call. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what else was Bianca going to do on Raw? Well, what maybe, is she doing on know, SmackDown? You take Face- the draft. You bring some women over to Raw. But 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 she goes to SmackDown and does what? Faces the same woman she was just facing on Raw. Yeah, it's weird. So they, they have the match at Mania. They yeah. could have just flushed this out at Backlash, which is kind of what that pay-per-view is intended to do. But they went the EL Sky route, which is fine. And then... Um, Everyone's favorite Puerto Rican. Yes. And then we're just going back to Asuka. Okay. Well, Asuka is listed internally as the top heel female on SmackDown. We shall see. Uh, then uh, uh, a plethora of NXT superstars made their debuts. We saw Grayson Waller talking to uh, Adam Pierce. Pretty deadly showed up. So this is uh, this is some fun. I'm Grayson excited. Waller effect next week with yes. AJ, and they have history. They do, they do. So that's fun. Yep. So uh, tying that in, uh, Brandon, what are, you, what are your thoughts on these NXT superstars debuting? Uh, good for them. You know, as I just said, they need to get some some fresh talent. Up and kind of replenish. Uh, don't forget that Camograms. Yes. Just uh, destroying Baron Corbin. Yeah. What are we doing with Baron Corbin? 
I'm a Baron Corbin guy. Can we the last man to pin Roman Reigns? Yes. yes. Look, man, can we put him on, take him off TV, bring back the lone wolf character, bring back the song, and let's go back to the NXT days where he just squashes dudes in like 14 seconds and build him back up. He just needs to go back to Vegas and catch a hot streak on the crap stable. He's so back. Something, something. Outside of the ring, AEW officially announces uh, AEW Collision. Uh, a- I'll read the official press release. Now we're going to be here for a while. Yes. As announced moments ago on AEW Dynamite TBS, a- uh, AEW has announced five locations that will host its new Saturday night 10-pole uh, series. AEW Collision, in addition to the location of the debut of episodes, AEW Collision on Saturday, June 17th, will be announced next Wednesday night on aw dynamite uh i'm not going to read all the locations or whatever oh but it says aw collision will feature headliners including miro samojo thunder rosa andrade el idolo and powerhouse hobbs uh this will be a a live two-hour in-ring show with uh that will air every saturday night on tnt obviously the logo is uh, a resemblance of wcw nitro so the speculation has been going around for quite some time uh it's officially announced and yet uh, nothing about uh mr phil brooks I assume he's just going to be a surprise. Well, I mean, there's been a lot about Phil Brooks today. He's had some yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. Tim, you, you've covered that. Why don't you uh, talk about the official uh, launching of so, the show and then Punk? First collision does go. I do like the, as a graphic designer myself, I do like the homage to the Nitro logo, but that it's not just a 100% carbon copy. I like that it's inspired by, but not fully copied. So that's cool. Collision being on Saturdays. Here's the one thing people are overlooking because they announced it tonight. Not every episode is going to be live. The, I want to say, third episode is going to be filmed on a Thursday. So that is something to look at. Unlike Rampage, where Rampage is normally pre-taped and sometimes live, Collision is going to be normally live and sometimes pre-taped. As far as the CM Punk stuff does go, CM Punk was supposed to be announced with the announcement of this show. According to Brian Alvarez, he stated that there was originally a graphic made, like the poster we saw today, that instead of had MJF on it, had CM Punk on it. Well, now, apparently, CM Punk is mad at Tony Khan and AEW because he was under the impression, sorry, I punched my microphone there, he was under the impression that a steel was coming back with him. Then got word that, no, we are not bringing a steel back to be at tapings, and that's when Punk had one of his punk, for lack of a better term, hitsy fits and said, oh, really? So now the two sides are feuding again. He's unhappy with AEW, and now they're at an impasse where they are not on good terms at the moment. Hence why I think they did not announce the location for the first episode. Wow. I feel like they wanted the United Center in Chicago if they had punk. Now, since they do or maybe don't have punk, it might go to a smaller building. Just my opinion and speculation on that. See, this is the type of insight we need on this show, Brandon. This, this, no. thank, this. thank you, Philip, for just burying me. No, no, I'm, I'm just saying this. This is it. Um, it's interesting, you know. Uh, Punk, uh, he put on a story and then he released a video, uh, basically about you know, uh, speculation and innuendo as a, uh, as um, our good buddy, what's his name, Bruce, Bruce Pritchard? Pritchard. Yes, Bruce Pritchard would like to say. Um, look, man, Punk's been in the news a lot recently with showing up at Raw and Impact and all these other places and the New Japan show in San Jose. Uh, it is what it is, man. Great elevator, buddy. 
Yes, yes, great <laughs> elevator. Yeah, we were in an elevator with CM Punk. That was ran- most random thing in the world. Claim to fame. <laughs> yes, nice. that's, that's our claim to fame. Uh, it's yeah, I, I don't know, man. I I don't know. And like we've we've said on the show that like, look, if Brett and Sean can work together, if Edge and Matt Hardy can work together, then Punk and the Bucks and Kenny they can all coexist. Yeah, but did Brett and Sean or Edge and Matt get bit? There, there might have been biting that we don't know about. You know, Maybe with Edge and Lita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know. Sean lost a a, a nice chunk of hair. But we, we, don't know. we don't, we don't know, we don't know. It's, it, it's a lot. But uh, another show for AEW. Um, how do you think this is gonna fare? Like, will it fall into the rampage slot where it's just, it's just there, or will I'm, it must watch? I'm worried that it's going to be like Rampage. The first couple episodes of Rampage were must-watch. We had like an Impact World Title match and a title change, and we had big names. You know, Rampage gave me WWE Superstar on... What was that one? I can't remember the network it was on, but it was when they brought back Superstars, and they had Undertaker on the poster, and then Undertaker never appeared on the show. It was oh. Superstars on WGN, yes. I believe. Yes, and Undertaker was on the poster, I think. Batista may have been on one of the posters, and they never appeared on the show. Well, that's what Rampage has turned into. Hey, we're going to have all the big names on Rampage. Well, guess what? The world champion currently, MJF, has never been on Rampage. So that tells you how important Rampage is. And I hope Collision doesn't become the same thing and get lost on a Saturday night. Or is it going to be kind of like when they or when they introduced WWE main event, like we had like, Punk at the time yeah. and Sheamus, you know, you had the big names on there, but then it uh, gradually became basically what AEW Dark was. Yeah. So maybe they turned Collision to WWE Saturday Morning Slam. Great well, show. I, I do remember that. Collision Great is show. technically supposed to be their SmackDown. Okay. So what For is a lack of better term? Heat. Heat. And there's Sunday Night Heat Velocity. That's, yeah, okay. exactly what it is. Right. I ex- have not exactly been the the biggest fan of the AEW product as of late, and I don't think they need more product. And Rampage has been a just such a missable show. And now you're going to add. Oh yeah. I mean, I know you you technically got rid of Dark and Dark Elevation, so you're moving those two hours onto Collision. But there's no way this is going to be a Dark or Dark Elevation type show. And right. the whole reason Dynamite was moved around was moved from TNT to TBS is because of sports. Last time I checked, like there's still sports going to be on Saturday. So like they're going to get moved around like during this time when there's NBA playoffs, there's NHL playoffs going on. So that's probably not going to help it that much either. So okay, I'm, that- I just don't think this is a great idea. I mean, God bless them. Get your bag, make your money, boo boo. But it's going to be fun for maybe a couple weeks. And I am, a, you know, I'm the punk guy. I think maybe it's a little bit bloated of proportion. You know, CM Punk went on his little hissy fit and did the whole fake news thing on Brian Alvarez and I'm not a Brian Alvarez guy. I didn't listen to it. I don't really know what was even said to be honest, but I, so, I don't so know on that. I don't know. I guess I don't know the backstory, but apparently there's history and backstory with this Brian Alvarez and um, CM Punk stuff. But all Brian Alvarez said was Punk was on the original created poster. Something happened. There's a falling out and he was replaced by MJF on the poster. That's all I heard Alvarez say today. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, we'll have to wait and see about all of that. Uh, Randy Orton has apparently been advised not to return to the ring. Uh, Cowboy Bob Orton, his father, uh, gave an interview and um, mentioned that. So, uh, look, don't know what Randy's health is or how bad it is. 
hopefully he can come back, you know, because I'm a Randy guy. And uh, the pop's going to be crazy when I hear mm-hmm. voices hits or he just comes out of nowhere with an RKO like he does. But uh, hopefully he can get well enough to have, like, a, a quick final run. Yeah, I mean, Rand- go for it. I mean, it's been, like, what, like, over a year since yeah. he dropped One the year. title? So we've One year. Back, back surgeries are no joke. And, you know, he's getting up there in age. And literally, like, wrestling is about your back and bumping on your back. And if your back's not good, then you probably should should hang it up. And it does suck because you would like to have him have one last rodeo, but sometimes that's not how every athlete's able to go out. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate, Tim. So there is a possibility we've all blown this out of proportion because his dad said Randy has been training. Doctors have advised him to maybe not do so, but Randy's going to do Randy. But maybe we've blown it out of proportion and doctors didn't actually tell him not to. And maybe they just told him not to yet or he's not ready yet to return. Okay. So if you really read what Bob said, he never said doctor straight up told him. He just said, well, it was a good run. We're never going to see Randy Orton ever again. He's just going (laughs) to fade into oblivion and, you know, toodaloo. He needs that one last match with Matt Riddle, though, I think. His retirement match or something. Something like that. Chase the 17. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Become the GOAT. Speaking of GOAT, uh, apparently John Cena thinks Roman Reigns is the GOAT. He was on Busted Open with uh, Dave LeGrec and uh, Billy Ray. And uh, he he said that and some heads have kind of turned. Um, he said because of the way Roman has done it, you know, the, uh, he was there to pass the torch to Roman, and he did so, and now look at where Roman is at. Um, in John Cena's mind, he believes Roman Reigns is the GOAT. How, how do we feel about these comments, Brandon? Well, you know, it's John Cena's opinion. And now I might think John Cena's opinion is wrong. Uh, now, Roman Reigns is by far and away the number one star in wrestling in the world. Now, that doesn't mean he's the GOAT. I'm more of a stone-cold guy. You know, you got to throw in Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, those older generation guys. Roman has definitely, since his, you know, babyface run after the Shield, that was a terrible thing. And now since he's turned heel during COVID 2020 till now, he definitely has revamped his career, and he's been absolutely fantastic. And we've been waiting for this moment forever, and he's definitely delivered. And now he's kind of going the rock route and possibly going up to Hollywood, and who knows when he's going to you know, be gone forever. But greatest of all time? No. One of the greatest of this modern era? Absolutely. Tim. So I think the, the term GOAT gets thrown around way too often. It does. But... but. You can call Roman a goat for the deal he's under right now, making bank and barely having to work. Yeah. A goat of negotiating with WWE on such an easy schedule. Yeah, now everybody would uh, would, would love the uh, the schedule that Roman's on. Brock works more than Roman now. Bro, so this is the thing. <laughs> this will be Brock's sixth consecutive pay-per-view. Fifth, I think. No, I... Is it sixth? I can tell you right now. Give me two seconds. So what... Uh, what was the... Will it be fifth or sixth? Uh, I'm 90% sure it's fifth because his record right now since returning in 2012 was four. Okay. It is. Let me pull up his cage match. It is. Wow, he's taking my gimmick. Rumble, Chamber, Mania, Backlash, Night of Champions. It's five. Five, all right. Five in a row. That's still, that's a, 
That's an amazing. That's an amazing. Technically, he can get to seven if he agrees to work money in the bank because he's on the poster for SummerSlam. So if he wants to get to seven, he can agree to do money in the bank. But I don't know if he wants to go to London because he's already gone overseas twice now. If we count Night of Champions coming up, no, if money, money talks, money talks. So he could get to seven if he wants to. Could, could we get a whole? Could we get a whole calendar year? Brock Lesnar working pay per view. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> that would be something. Oh man, uh, heels the. Uh, Wrestling drama starring Stephen Amell is officially returning. Uh, the, see your, yes. I'm a huge fan, too. So July 28th uh, of this year returns to star season two. It's been done for a while now. Uh, people have made appearances like CM Punk was on at one point in time. Multiple uh, episodes. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm a fan of heels. I like it. I like the story they had going. They, they did wrestling right. Um, yeah, I can't wait. So this is a show that I've got non-wrestling fans to fall in love with because they pace this show so well to where it's wrestling heavy show. Then the next episode may have a little bit of wrestling, but it's story driven. And then back to a wrestling heavy show and they alternate. And I've gotten three people that don't watch wrestling. Don't even like wrestling to fall in love with this show. Cause it's so good. The writing is really good. Steven Amell is fantastic in this show. Michael Malley as the bad guy is super great in this show. Alexander. I always forget his last name, but he was in Vikings. The one that plays his brother ace. Super good in this show as well. So yeah, Heels, if you haven't watched it, go watch it. Yes, it's on Stars, unfortunately, but there's ways to watch it where you don't have to pay for Stars. Brandon, watch this show. This show is fantastic. Again, even non-wrestling fans really like this show because of the pacing that they do. Like I said, where one episode's really wrestling heavy, the next, not going to have as much wrestling because they want to supersede and suffice a bigger gener- or bigger. Uh, Audience than just wrestling fans. Brandon, watch Star. Well, I watched I watched the first couple episodes and I, I stopped watching. Not because like I hate it or anything like that. It just it was more kind of like a time thing. I just mm-hmm. kind of lost track and stopped watching it. But also, for anybody unaware, it's moving from Sundays to Fridays. And AJ Lee, I believe, is supposed to be in season two. That's sold, awesome. sold. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is the biggest AJ Lee there fan in, in, in the game. Uh, Vice, um, the network apparently files for Chapter Eleven bankruptcy. Uh, so Vice Media has officially filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. The move uh, filed at the bankruptcy court for the uh, Southern District of New York as part of a plan to engineer a sale to a group of lenders. All right. He's in peace device. They were like one of the biggest things in media a few years ago, pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. And then the bubble just burst. And here we are. Yeah. Apparently uh, someone will. Or the but you know who isn't going bankrupt? My boy, Pat McAfee, getting the ESPN <laughs> Mickey Mouse bag as a fan, as a daily watcher. I'm a little scared about him being under control of the mouse, but make him money. Hey, he said we still have full creative control. We just can't say F-bombs as much. There you go. There you go. But yeah, fi- Vice going over bankruptcy. Uh, $225 million is looking uh, around the, uh, the the big number. Uh, right. So- it's, it's interesting. We, we shall see. We shall see. We should start a uh, fundraising. We can buy Vice. Here's my question, though, with, the, with Vice going under. Could the, could the production company that does Dark Side of the Ring shop the show to somewhere else? They possibly could. Maybe throw it on a Netflix or a, a Hulu or a, a Peacock. Uh, 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 we call it the cock around here. <laughs> no, 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 no. You do that. We don't, we don't, we don't. Mm, I'm pretty sure we've had other people on the show call. We, 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 we don't do that here. Seth Rollins is in Captain America, New World Order. He's joined the MCU. Congratulations to the drip god, the Monday Night Messiah. You have the uh, same fear I do? What? 
you know, his wife was in Eternals and her scene got cut, right? Oh, she was supposed to be in like why Eternals sucked. She was supposed to be in like a post credit scene and it ended up getting cut. She filmed it and everything. But he's in a bigger role than I believe she was because he's in like the group of bad guys that's supposed to be the main bad guys in the movie. So I don't think his stuff will get cut. But yeah, something interesting to look at. Got you. Uh, nothing out in, in, inside of the ring, so we're going to move on to uh, fan mail. Hootie Who 420. Hootie Who. There we go. Mates, with all this talk of Cody finishing the story for Dusty, we've lost sight of the real story that needs to be finished. Edge winning the World Heavyweight Championship. One more time with uh, the reintroduction of the Big Gold or Medium Gold. That would only make sense uh, to have Edge somehow before he retires again for good win the World Heavyweight Championship title that he never lost. Uh, let the rated R superstar finish the story. Look, I feel that's that needs to be the case. But w- I so watching Dynamite tonight, we're going to really talk about it. Christian and kind of the mid card title scene. Would that be something? Have Edge chase Theory for the U.S. title and take it off of him? No, that, no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. That's not a thing. He already lost the U.S. title match to Theory. What if he beats him this time? No. I think he should win the, the big gold belt one more time. It'd be his eighth championship. No one's won that cold, that title more than Edge. Edge has seven title wins or seven reigns right now. I think Triple H has the second most with five. Yeah. So Edge winning his eighth world championship on his way to re- his way of retiring. I think that'd be a great story. Like I said earlier, maybe Seth holds the belt for six months and then drops it to Edge. That would be that would be something. Yeah, let's, but, find, let's find a way I, to get Edge over there. Money in the bank. His third money in the bank. Have him do it again. Yep. How cool would that be? He wins money in the bank one more time. He cashes in to get the world heavyweight championship and then retires on his terms. Or what if he- I saw a rumor on the internet that Chad Gable might be in the Money in the Bank match. If that's the case, I'm all in on Chad Gable winning the Money in the Bank. Or what if somehow wow. Edge Edge gets over to Raw, wins the World Heavyweight Championship, and then he loses it to the Money in the Bank cash-in? But how does he get to Raw? I don't know. Do a trade or something. I don't know. Raw <laughs> next year? Edge oh, wins the Rumble? Another Rumble? When, when, when is third? Yeah. Oh, we, we, could, we could do that. <laughs> Some, something. Something's got to happen, but... Edge winning the big gold would would be the ultimate, you know, coup de gras on this story that he's been on. Yeah. Lose it in Toronto and get the standing ovation, and he walks to the back, and then we're we're done. Yeah. Well, we shall see. We shall see. Uh, moving on from that, Dan, AJ versus Seth in the final is nice. We're going to get a great match. Uh, these two have only wrestled a handful of times on WWE programming, or maybe just once, so it's going to be something exciting uh, who walks out on top. Believe it's uh, it's Seth Rollins. It just makes it just makes sense. Or AJ, they could shock us, and AJ does it. I don't know. Can't be AJ. It can't literally can't be AJ. Why not? Because if AJ wins the belt, he moves to Raw. Then you got to move the whole OC to Raw. They ain't moving five people over. Plus, ever since they announced that belt, it's been Seth's belt. Seth's the one that came out and was like, "I'm going to win this belt because I've never lost to Roman technically, and I'm the real workhorse here." And this and that. No. Seth cut the first promo on it. Everything is Seth, 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 Seth. But Vince McMahon's back in charge, so if anything doesn't make sense, then it makes complete sense for him to do it. But Vince loves Seth. Yes. I do agree that 
I think one of the main reasons that they are having AJ and Seth have, uh, be in this championship match is to just have like a solid good match. Yes. And it's going to, you know, it will be fun. Uh, the whole Raw SmackDown thing, I just think is so stupid. And I, well, do you know think... why they did that, right? No, because it makes absolutely zero sense. Ratings. A, they need, they need something. A, I, that, I don't care. It's a Raw exclusive title. It should only be for Raw wrestlers. Ratings, brother. Well, I explained this to you like they last were, week. They were and scared. then if they're looking for ratings, why don't they draw it out a little bit more? Yeah, no, that is. Well, they couldn't because Seth went away and filmed Captain America. Literally, he wasn't at Raw this Monday. He, everything that's, why that that's why they're not going to put the title on him. That's what the internet told me because they're no, hesitant. Everything worse. Don't even get me started on that because I can tell you exactly where that came from. And that uh, mm, mm, not are you are you telling me insinuating that the internet was lying? Uh, this is exactly what CM Punk you, was talking about. I'm gonna tell you, Boozer six, misinformation. I'm fake. gonna tell you, Boozer six 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 on Twitter is not a replicable source. That's where that came <laughs> if from. If his name is Boozer six six, I'm taking everything that person is saying, and I'm taking stop. that to the bank. Stop, stop. That there's, was... there's a there's a reason his account was private. Then he opened it up for a month and said, "Follow me," and then made it private again. That's something. He's got to keep the inner circle small. Not the inner circle. Let's continue with the fan mail. Uh. In Brightest Day X, the Hall of Famer. Mr. X. Does Hangman really uh, need that eye patch and a fancy leather one, too? It seems like he's kind of imitating Moxley from a couple years ago. There are multiple eye patches on AEW. Mox's, (laughs) Hangman, uh, Pox, Julia Hart's. This is just what happens here. People were got his eye gouged gouged out by a screwdriver. He he doesn't have an eyeball anymore. He needs to go to Rey Mysterio's doctor and see uh, for him to get it fixed. Well, hey, he could talk to uh, Alistair Black. Yes. He's, he's had eye issues. Yes, he has. Uh, he also says, uh, what do you think of Soraya's return? Uh, Ray Mysterio to- literally grew his eye back. <laughs> well, no, he had eye transplant. Well, that's how you grow an eye, apparently. Uh, what do you think of Soraya's return to pro wrestling so far? Are you surprised she isn't more active in the title picture, or is she just happy being a part of the business in any capacity? Well, if she's more active in the title picture than they kind of fall in the TNA territory of like a former WWE star comes and wins our title immediately mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. Yeah. She's not like quote unquote in the title picture, but she's in a feud with the champion. She's in like the only top tier women's storyline. And I mean, her promos, I mean, I think her promo has been okay. Her wrestling still isn't exactly up to snuff, but I think that is just more when she was wrestling the, expectations for women's were much lower than they are now. And so she's kind of maybe gotten a little bit worse when she was, you know, compared to when she was back in the day and just the water level has risen. So I think that's just kind of what's going on with her. Yes. Um, the last one, he says current, the current rumor is that doctors have told Randy Orton, uh, he should retire while his dad said he's uh, currently training. Do you think Randy will return what? to be ring within uh, the next year or is he forced to retire? Where does he rank among all time greats? We've already talked about him coming back. All-time greats? Where does Randy rank? That's a good question. Is is he top 20? Is he top 30? Oh, for sure top 20. Yeah. I mean, you, you, have, to look Easy. At long, you have to look at longevity. Uh, are we talking in WWE or in all-time? Because if it's all-time, it's definitely not top 20. I would say uh, top 20 all-time. Well, you, what, you ma- look, what, makes him, what makes him all-time top 20? You have to look at longevity. You have to look exactly. at revenue. You know? Revenue. How long when was, was he when, on when top? Was he ever, long? When was he? When was he ever the top guy? When was John, C- I mean, John Cena was always a top guy. Randy, 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 Randy took the brother. big gold from John Cena, and then feuded with Brian, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, 
2014, brother. John, John Cena. 2014, Tim, 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 this is the thing you don't know. Brandon has heat with Randy Orton because of the 2013 SummerSlam. I don't have. I don't hate Randy Orton. I'm just being realistic here. There are so many what? wrestlers out there Bust in me open history, hard way, Brock, in America, in Japan, in Mexico. You know, is he top hundred, top fifty? I think there's an argument for maybe top fifty, but I'm not just going to throw him in top twenty willy nilly like that. I mean, you have to even kind of go with like the pop culture aspect because those RKO out of nowhere memes were a thing right? for yeah. a few years, like 2015. Oh, I to forgot 18. because you were a meme for like four months. That makes you top twenty all time. I mean, Got it. Four months, four years. You have to, you have to include all the things. You have to include all the things. I still see new RKO out of nowhere videos. Yeah, you have to include all the things. We can't just go off a of ring work and everything. You have to include the. Uh, the I'm. I like to go off a of money drawing, and you know. Well, I mean, since you're mentioning all these other wrestlers, n- n- name all these other wrestlers that we don't normally talk about that that have drew more than Randy Orton that are in the top top twenty. Let's see. There's Stone Cold. There's. Yeah, I said we, that we don't normally talk about. We don't. We always talk about us. Uh, let's see. Let's go with like Mil Mascaras. Let's go with like you know all the the luchador legends. All of those people. Like who? I... Oh my god! <laughs> no, don't I look see... it up. Don't look it up. No, yeah. Well, I want to look. You know, I, I I'm not gonna. As I said, I don't want to just sit here willy nilly that it's that he's top twenty. I just feel like in my gut he's not a top twenty guy of all time. Now, if hey, we're gonna go, if we're gonna go like longevity and stuff, I would probably argue like Chris Jericho over Randy Orton. Comparison wise, I feel like his work is a little bit better. Now, Randy Orton was more of a quote unquote top guy compared to, to Chris Jericho, but I feel like his work, his ability to to switch things up forever and ever and ever and money drawing ability. I mean, he almost kind of like, you know, bridged the gap between the US and Japan. But Randy never got the opportunity to work in Japan. He went straight WWE once he went AWOL from the, from the Marines. Yeah, I, I think I think what it is is that because he's been in the WWE yes. for his whole career, you're 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 kind of not really thinking about the the whole picture here. He's literally only worked for WWE and OVW. Yeah. Now Jericho, we know everywhere he's been. You see. <laughs> you but then your- also, I would argue when when Randy Orton was set. At best, the second guy to John Cena. Well, yeah, well, it's unfortunate. It's like, you know, Seth Rollins is in the Roman Reigns era. It's unfortunate. Randy Orton was in the John Cena era. Savage was in the Hogan era. The Rock was in the Austin era. Yeah. They were both massive stars at the same time, just like Cena and and Randy. But all in all, who's who's going to be the the top guy? Are we really going to sit here and say Rock and Austin is very similar to John Cena and Randy Orton? Because it's not both. I mean, both top guys at the at the same time. Yeah. If you have to go with who was the guy, it's Austin over Rock. Exactly. If Just like Cena with, over Orton. Yeah, it was always Cena over Orton. It was always Cena over it. Both guys were extremely popular and drawing a lot of money. But I, I mean, I would just argue you can't compare that because all of WWE was drawing less money than they were in 98, 99 in 2010 because of the Rock and Stone Cold. But it was time, dude. Everything we, was just down, though. We've had we've had this conversation, Brandon. Everyone was over. Val Venus was over. 
the 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 headbangers or whatever their name they were over like everyone was over during that time high and tie was over choppy choppy pp yes like it, it, everybody was over because the main event was nuclear hot and who was in the main event at that time so what's your so what's your so what you're saying is cena was never nuclear hot and cena failed the company i'm not well if you look <laughs> at trends ever since cena took over business has steadily gone down until Roman Reigns turned heel and has been the tribal chief and the bloodline and been reigning this whole time. I'm still not making as much money as Cena did. I mean, Roman, you just said Roman Reigns is like the goat of getting a bag. John, Roman yeah. Reigns is doing pretty well. I said, I, said, I said Roman Reigns is the goat at getting a lot of money and not having to work. Yeah, for his now, deal. That's a difference between getting paid by the company and making the company money. I mean, WWE is making more money than they've ever made right now. Well, yeah, but you, we have to look at that's the deals and exactly TikTok and Saudi Arabia deal and all this. No stuff. one I'm was. Not, getting... I'm not put. I'm not putting that all on Roman Reigns, but no, you know, we're just gonna say who's yeah, getting a lot no, of money. It's not like when you know the company was in the toilet in '95 when Diesel was the champ. <laughs> it's not. You know, it's not. It's Bob Backlund. It's not. It's not like. It's not like that. You know, it's semantics, guys. There are semantics. I love. The, I love. What the we supposed to be talking about, Randy Orton? We were, but then we started talking about you know the business and being over do, do we have to have the over conversation again now that we have tim here yeah just because someone sings your theme song apparently means you're over no so tim so we we, we had a conversation a couple a couple weeks ago about the about what it means to be over okay so here we my, go again my under my understanding is i've worked in wrestling a little bit so I've, I've heard people tell like talk that or and i've heard bully ray say this the term being over means that they are making noise for you you're over if they are making noise right we, we saw with Dana Brooke, not over. No, she didn't. Uh, crickets. <laughs> no. Crickets. crickets. Now, Brandon, what, what, explain your term of being over. Dominic Mysterio. Yeah, over. You, you hear the noise. He's over. My definition of being over be people care about you, which means people make noise for you, but they're doing it with the purpose. So only like, baby faces can be over, not heels? No, they can care about hating you. So Dominic, Dominic Mysterio. Mysterio. Like Dominic Mysterio. Okay. I just wanted to clarify. But but the point is, if they are making noise, whether it's like Roman mm -hmm. Reigns during that whole big dog era, he was over because they were making noise. He got a reaction. Yep. No, that is completely different. He was over. The intended reaction was for him to be a top star, a top babyface star. And the at least 60 to 70 percent of 60 percent of the crowd was rejecting him. Dude, that's you, not, you know that's not that the same. They heard one that it's the same thing that happened to Cena. They heard they heard it once on TV, so every town decided to do it. Exactly. I literally that sat, is such a straw man argument. No, it's true. Like I literally like when when he wrestled Strowman at Payback 2017. I'm literally in the arena. I'm watching fans. His music hits. I see grown men. Hey, oh wait, no, we're not supposed to like him. Boom. Yep. Like it happened everywhere. It's the same. It's the so same. So WrestleMania 32 with Triple H. I mean, WrestleMania 33 with The Undertaker, 34 with Brock Lesnar, three of arguably the worst WrestleMania main events of all time because the crowd was rejected. No, so hold on. Look, 34 on. is actually a good match. The fans started booing early, and you can't. Because they were there for eight hours already. Yeah, you can't really soak that in. My point is, if they are making noise, if you are getting a loud reaction, you are over, regardless of if it's cheers, regardless if it is boos. NWO, they were supposed to be booed. They got cheered. Good guys, they're supposed to get cheered. They get booed. That's just the way the nature of the business works. Also, they were booing a 34 because I heard that building was running out of food. Yeah, <laughs> running out of food, toilet stopping, light on sounds soda. Like, sounds like the Coliseum. 
yeah, it's it's just it's a whole thing. Let's talk about Monday Night Raw now, guys. This is, isn't it great? Uh, Cody Rhodes, he has a promo segment. He says Brock Lesnar was simply in his way. He says that Brock Lesnar is mad that Cody Rhodes uh, beat him in a wrestling match with a wrestling counter. Yeah. I like I liked it, but I felt like Cody just keeps saying the same thing every week about Brock now. It's kind of repetitive. Yeah, I mean, what else? I mean, you can't say he's like not there because he's been at every paper, right? Yeah, so you can't, that's usually the trope that everybody goes with, but you can't yep. do that anymore. And he's not the champion. So yeah. promo was like fine. I mean, it was more or less of what he's been saying for the past couple weeks. Uh mm. I you know, we're still a week out, so we're probably gonna get either we're gonna get another one of these type of promos or we're gonna get a brawl. I don't know if Brock is supposed to be at the show next week. I forget. Yes. The big, but, um, the big thing is Cody and Brock under the same roof. Yes. Ooh, watch out. We'll see. We'll about, collide. We'll see about that. Uh, Becky Lynch had a promo. She uh, ex- explained, you know, like what, what's been going on. And she thanked Trish because Trish wants to be thanked. Uh, Tim, what, what's been your reaction to the whole Trish and Becky thing? So this match was originally supposed to be for SummerSlam and they're moving it up for some reason. I don't know why. That's the weird, interesting thing. My whole yeah. question is, where's Lita? Lita got, she, I'm going to put this air quotes, attacked by Trish. I think maybe she was never really attacked. It was all a ruse, and her and Trish are working together. Two-woman power trip? Her know. neck is held together by popsicles and gum, and you know one bad attack, and she's done for. Right. So, Brandon, your, your task for, are, are, are you free tomorrow, or when, when are you free? I'm always free. So your task for whenever you're free, whenever you have a few hours, get on BART, go to San Francisco, see if you can find Lita, see what's going on. Aye, aye, Captain. All right. Probably up there, Hood Slam with Dark Sheik. Yes, 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 yes. Shout out Sheik. Sheik is awesome. Uh, Seth Rollins has an interview with Corey Graves to talk about his championship pedigree. And, uh, yeah. We need more of these with Corey Graves, with different people. Yeah, this no, is good. The, the, I yeah, liked the, it. These were fun. You know, you get a, a, a flashback down memory lane. Like, like, oh, wow, he beat Jinder Mahal to become the NXT champion. And it's like, also a good way to trick us into thinking he's there when he's really in Atlanta filming a movie for two weeks. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely that. Uh, uh, Brandon, you're a big Seth guy. What are your thoughts on his championship? Pedigree? Absolutely love Seth Rollins. You know, I'm his number one fan. I love singing his theme song. But yeah, I kind of wasn't thinking at the moment that he was gone filming Captain America. But it was a, a cheeky we little way. We to didn't get know until the next morning. But, you know, it was a cheeky little way to to get him on TV. The promos like there was nothing special, but it was just a good kind of time filler. So, I mean, it, it is what it is. And it is very awkward to kind of build up this match for a title that means nothing. He doesn't really have a. It, does, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. It has the lineage of the. It literally means title. nothing. It 2002 means to nothing. 2013 lineage. Yes, that, that's the lineage we're going off of. And and they're putting it on Seth because Seth is the one that never got beat by Roman technically. Yes. Technically never got beat by Roman. And hold and is the guy that holds the only what single singles victory over this current version of Roman, even though he didn't beat him. Right. Yeah. So well uh we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. Uh the judgment day defeat Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh Finn and uh Damien get a big win. Yeah, I mean, as I said earlier, Sammy and KO have kind of fallen off a little bit, you know, teasing, not exactly dissension like the bloodline is, but, you know, there's a little bit of disagree, you know, friends and family, you know, they're always fighting, you know, they don't always get along all the time. So don't know if that's going to play into the blood money match, but 
I'm not the biggest fan of, you know, these cop out victories or cop out losses and stuff, especially with, you know, KO and Sammy, two of your top guys on Raw. But yeah, that's just what we're doing now because Vince is back booking. No, no, not necessarily. I think this does give us a good, okay, if Kevin and Sammy beat Roman and Solo somehow, whether that is they actually win or the Usos accidentally get Roman disqualified, now we legit have challengers for them on Raw in the Judgment Day. Okay, but how many times in the past have we seen champions or whoever lose once and then they end up, you know, they win a match later on as like, oh, I beat you last week, so I challenge you this time. Like, do we really care? Well, it's a WWE Sometimes. match. No, if you beat the champion, you get a you get a championship uh, match. Yeah. Just like if you hold up a Money in the Bank or a title before the pay-per-view, you're most likely not going to win. Yep. Yes. Cool. I don't know. I'd like to see. I'd I'd like to see you know them get some gold. Preferably, I'd like to see Dominic and uh, Priest. And, and Priest do it. Or can we yeah. get, remember mixed match challenge? Can we bring that back? <laughs> Can we get mixed match tag titles and put them on? Dom and Mommy win it all. I'm telling you, that would be great. That would be so much fun. Um, Mustafa Ali wins the Battle Royal to win an opportunity at Gunther of the Ring Generals. Undergarnal Championship. I like the finish of the Battle Royal. Ali came out of nowhere. It was shot perfectly. You see Uh, this man on the bump this morning? No, I did not. What what did he do? So Caleb Braxton interviews him on the bump. And he goes, he goes, well, thanks for the highlight package, but you missed the best part. I got the Cody Rhodes pyro after, and you wouldn't even show it here on the bump. <laughs> he goes, that pyro was going all around, and you didn't even show it. And Kayla goes, oh, uh, okay, well, we'll have somebody edit it back in, and we'll, we'll show it at another time. That's actually hilarious. <laughs> I also oh. love his backstage segment with Gunther after, where he didn't step down to him and was like, oh, you think you're just going to beat me? What if I go halfway across the country or world and beat you? I love how he didn't just like back down to Gunther being intimidating. Mm. Ali is definitely an interesting choice to yes. uh, face off Gunther. I, I did like, you know, kind of the, the final three or four they had there at the end, very viable challengers to Gunther, mm-hmm. but you know, Ali gets the win in the end and it's a heel heel matchup. And so I wonder what they're going to, because obviously Ali could have like a fantastic match with Gunther. Cool. If they give him nope. the opportunity, not heel heel in Saudis. Ali going to get that baby face reaction in Saudi Arabia. Well, I mean, and that, and that's also the case is like, is it going to be like a pseudo squash of like, you know, Ali puts up a little bit of fight, but then Gunther just kills him. Cause this is kind of his mm, th- debut almost, you know, on the raw roster to kind of be an imposing figure. I I don't know. I think Ali gets a good amount of offense on him. We're not going to get the ricochet Brock Lesnar uh, blood money match. All he's going to be flying in the air and he's going to get caught with a massive chop on the chest. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's what we're going to be, be in for. Uh, so JD McDonough was backstage. Uh, he had a little uh, segment. With, was it Kathy Kelly? I believe it was yes. Kathy Kelly. Of course. Shout out Kathy Kelly. Been in the, in the shadows like Batman uh, looking at down at JD McDonough. Could we see JD McDonough join the judgment day? I mean, it would make sense. There's history. There's history, you know, uh, uh, Finn trained him, right? Yep. Yeah. So that I, Hey, I, I'd like it. I'm, I'm down for it. Uh, oh, I mean, if you really want to go that route, Finn also trained Becky. So should Becky be in judgment day? Well, no, Becky's already established. I mean, I know Donna, he's a younger star, something to prove. Also, you don't remember that first UK takeover, uh, Finn surprised everybody and came out and faced JD McDonough when he that's was still Jordan Devlin. That's right. That's right. And that, that was, that was something. 
Yep. Uh, I, I yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. That we're gonna that's gonna be it for Monday Night Raw. We're gonna get into AW and wrap this up uh, real quick. Christian Cage and Wardlow uh, have a uh, a beatdown segment, if you will, uh, with uh, Luchasaurus there. I, I liked how uh, they they kind of protected Wardlow. I knew he looked a little strong, you know, headbutting the. So is this mask supposed to be like made of something entirely strong, or do we know mask? What do you talk about mask? His face. This mask. Dinosaur. Is, all I'm gonna tell you is this mask is getting them sued. Is it really? I don't know why yes. you guys are talking about a mask. So the mask is so Luchasaurus back in the day got the mask made by some mask maker in like LA or something, and then went to AW. They started putting it on T-shirts and they put it on dolls and they put it on all kinds of different toys. And the guy that made the mask goes, "Hey, I gave you permission to wear this mask in matches, not." to make money off of it with merchandise because he already had a trademark on the main design of the mask based off of a previous mask he already made. I see. I see. Yep. And AW tried to get it dismissed. And apparently as of yesterday, the judge said, no, this case will not be dismissed. Mm-hmm. The more we know. Yep. My whole thing was like more of a little headbutt him and like right in the mask. And like, it didn't really phase him kind of made him look, stronger and then uh he just got put through a ladder and got hit with a kill switch on a ladder so we're gonna get a ladder match wardlow and christian that's that's exciting so exciting just cannot wait for this christian wardlow ladder (laughs) match i know the crowd is gonna be hot for is one of the best performers of all time i'm tired of this man not getting the credit he deserves when he he was in when he was in TNA, he was legit my favorite person in all of wrestling. Bro, he, when I he, was not in, in like 2006. But those TNA jumps, he was the first one. Yeah. He was the first one. You know? You, you, had, the, you had the Hall and Nash jump back in the 90s, and then you had the Christian Cage jump in the 2000s. Christian Cage with AJ Styles and Tom Coe? Yes. Come on, man. He, 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 taking the title off of Jeff Jarrett, you know? Powerbombing Gail Kim. Christian was doing great stuff. Christian was Christian fan. technically never lost. I mean, he lost a triple threat for the title, but he went undefeated for the most part. He, yeah. Yeah, he, he he was running it. So I'm not going to lie. I'd like to see Christian as a TNT champion. I'm not, I'm not even going to lie to you. Well, I mean, he's got Luchasaurus. Wardlow ain't got no backup. He does not. He, for, he, he, he's got Glock Anderson. <laughs> yeah. So oh, what? Yeah. Aren't going to bring in Brock? Brock Anderson is his backup? Those Nevada gun laws are very loose out there. Is Arn going to spinebuster Luchasaurus? Oh, Lord. That would be a sight to see. Oh my God! Uh, Sammy Guevara has a squash in the promo. I didn't see this. Uh, Brandon, tell me. Horrible. Uh, yeah, Sammy just kind of ran through the the guy, and then he cuts another like weird baby face promo. Like he was in Texas, which is his home area, but it seems like they are trying to either turn him face for now, and maybe turn seal in the match. But like what he's doing right now is just not working for me. Sammy, Sammy should never be a baby face in this current incarnation. Sammy was even worse later when he basically said. I don't care who wins, if it's me or anybody else, as long as it's not MJF. Yeah, and we're two weeks out from the show, and MJF did not say a single word. Like, I get it. He did, like, a little promo, like, you know, smack the microphone out of Renee's hand, but, like, not having MJF do anything two weeks out on your penultimate show, just what are we we doing here? Well, none of – I felt like nobody did really anything of note to build towards the world title match. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Jungle Boy won with the flash roll up in the tights and then got beat up afterwards and needed to be, quote, saved by the other two. And in this entire feud, I feel like Darby has 
been by far the best out of the three challengers. And, you know, he had the match with with Orange Cassidy. He cut a little bit of a promo and he just continues to shine compared to the other three. And it's like he's and he's not like doing anything spectacular. He's just sticking to what the Darby Allen character does. And it's working for him. Where Jungle Boy and Sammy are kind of doing more than what they're used to be doing. And they're kind of falling flat on their face. A little bit. I just I didn't like I didn't like the whole thing with Sammy where he goes, I want to win. But if it's not me, I hope it's one of you two and not MJF. So it's supposed to be the quote three baby faces against the one heel is what they want us to think. You know where we can which kind of leads me to believe that Sammy's going to turn in the match potentially because he's going he went very over the top right. there. You know where we can get a real in depth look at all this on the bullet cast on the Sammy and Ty show, aka AEW All Access, which is over with now after a brisk going to six going episodes. to Max in June. It will oh. be on the Max streaming service in June. All season one. There, there we, there we go. There we go. Um, Tony Storm and uh, Ruby Soho defeat Britt Baker and she- Hikaru Shida. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Storm, right. Storm gets the win. You know, it's their uh, your one women's match on Dynamite. You get Storm cut a promo challenging uh, Hater, who was not on the show because apparently her elbow or arm is still messed up. But uh, it looks like we're having a singles match. Storm and Hater at uh, double nothing. Is it wrong? I forgot Hikaru Shida was with the company. Yeah, shame on no, you. Every... She hadn't had a match on television since December. Jesus. That's... And everyone's yelling at Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Well, the audacity. She doesn't have the same deal, brother. It's it's <laughs> two completely different circumstances. Uh, there'll be a blackjack battle royal for the international title. Which is different than a casino battle royal, I guess. Uh, I uh... So it's still 21 people. They didn't tell us. This is weird because Renee goes, so apparently 20 people have gone to exactly Khan. Yeah. And gone to Tony Khan and said they want to face you. Well, which 20 people are these? Are these 20 people? I think he's faced like 15 already with that title. So it's like, are they the same people? Are they people you haven't faced? And then Orange just goes, well, add me to make 21. That's a blackjack. Now we can do a blackjack battle royal. Well, what's the difference between that and a casino battle royal? They didn't give us any parameters. Well, the casino one, they they come out in like pairs, right? Like they could still do the same thing. Or do they all just enter? They come out in groups of five because everyone gets a suit. Yes, yes. Other than the well, Joker. Technically it's groups of four and then the Joker. Yeah, the Joker's the last one. I don't know. We'll we'll see. So I feel like maybe if I'm spitballing, it's the same thing. But champions advantage, Orange Cassidy can come out last as the, the number 21, the Joker or whatever. That makes sense. They've really been playing up the fact that Orange Cassidy has been running the gauntlet and he's like and breaking hurt. down. And yeah. I really don't want him to like just lose this in a battle royal. That like unless just- it is like someone comes out as a surprise at the end. Like it's not gonna be CM Punk, but like say CM Punk comes out and he beats Orange Cassidy. Like, okay, sure, I guess. But if he's gonna drop that title, I want it to be like in a singles match and make well- it count. Also, the interesting thing was there was two Orange Cassidy uh, backstage segments where Renee asked him about Kyle Fletcher attacking him last week. He kind of just was like, yeah, whatever about it. And then later they announced the Battle Royal. That was weird. It yeah, was the Kyle Fletcher thing all for nothing and just random. Oh, you're here. Let's do something with you. Yeah, and they had the match on rampage of Kyle Fletcher and it's like oh usually they have the the guy who's challenging the champion have his you know get his win on rampage for him to mm-hmm. lose on dynamite that's not what they did this week yeah I don't know do we uh last two last two in the battle royal make it a one-on-one and then uh, that's how this is different that could be cool 
yeah, I, I, I've, I've always liked, you know, kind of things like that. I, I think that'd be something special. Uh, strong ver- uh, defeated Chris Jericho. I missed this and I hate myself. I yeah. thought the match itself overall was really good. I thought it had a super creative finish. I really loved what they did with Adam Cole. Was Adam that a Cole, super creative finish? I saw that come from a mile away. I mean, I thought it was because you don't often see this. Adam Cole was banned from being in the building during the match. So Roderick Strong leads Chris Jericho outside the building where Adam Cole is await- awaiting. Oh, okay. I just felt like they, they stressed the in the arena part so no, much they that did. it was like, okay, they're going to somehow be out of the arena and I Adam mean, Cole is going to... I didn't see like Strong getting the win out of this. I thought maybe they had, would have like a big old brawl and Jericho would have fig- found a way to get the win. But mm-hmm. I was a little surprised that Strong actually got the the dub on, on Jericho. I just thought it was creative in a way that I got... I, I get singing a mile away, but we don't see stuff like this often. When someone's banned, they're just banned or they show up in the arena. We don't find a way to stretch it like that. So. The, the obvious answer is not always the worst answer. So right. not, not not that I hated it by any means, but it was just like, okay, I see what they're doing there. Uh, Jungle Boy defeated Roosh. He did, yeah. and he held and he grabbed the tights like a heel. I didn't like this at all. This yeah, made I mean, Jungle Boy look very weak as a challenger especially because he got beat up afterwards and barely got the win. He got his butt kicked through this whole match. He was busted open and bloody. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's those uh, Lucha Libre politics of like Roosh has to look <laughs> str- strong, brother. But And I think strong or Roosh is like really talented. And like, as I said this a couple weeks ago, like Roosh, Bandito, the Lucha Bros. Like, I feel like there's so many like luchadors that they should be using a lot more and they just kind of are put there to lose. Let's let, let, let's, yeah. talk, let's let's talk about that real quick. So we, we had this discussion last week. So a few years ago, I had my gripes with, you know, the way AEW was booking African-American talent, how they weren't on TV. And if they were, they would just lose. Now, my my gripe was always not gripe, but I was like, they don't have like top, top tier black talent. Yes. But I mean, Jade, I I love Jade and like Jade is kind of like just stuck on rampage now at this point, which sucks. And then Brandon brought up the topic a couple weeks ago that AEW, they have all these uh, uh, Hispanic talents who are in prominent spots like uh, Vikingo with Kenny Omega and Bandito and other mm. people like that. They're in these prominent spots, but they lose. True. What, 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 what are your thoughts on, on these things? I mean, I don't think too much about it as far as like race and where they're from and I don't Kinda see it like as a race thing stuff. either. I just see it as like a talent utilization thing. Yeah, yeah. That's well, yeah. Really, really where we're at with it. Gotcha. I mean. Tony Khan's racist. We didn't say that. We didn't say that. Nobody said that. Hold on now. I mean, I felt like Jungle Boy needed the win. He had yeah. to pick up the win. But I didn't like the way he got the win. As a challenger for the world title, he shouldn't be basically losing the entire match and then stealing the win. Barely getting the win. Like, this guy, if you're going off of this, if this was a, quote, real fight, he shouldn't have won. He wouldn't have won. He would have got beat. But no, in pro wrestling, he rolled them up, handful of tights, with the ref looking right at him, and still counted it. Because, really? because Roosh had just shoved the referee right before. Oh, so the ref was biased, I see. Uh, maybe. And I know, like, I'm putting over Roosh as, like, this great talent, but he hasn't been used that much on Dynamite as, like, a winning guy. Like, is Jungle Boy just going to beat him clean or like, you know, hit him, hit him with his finisher or something like that? He didn't need to do all that. Like, I, as I'm saying, like, Roosh is super talented, but in the way he's at right now, Jungle Boy, two weeks out from a pay-per-view main event, should be beating him clean. Yes. 
hundred percent and not getting beat up afterwards where he needs Darby and Sammy to come save him. Should Roosh go back to Ring of Honor? <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, I actually did see the, uh, the tail end of this. Jay White defeats Ricky Starks via disqualification. Uh, Juice Robinson comes in there with a chair. Ricky Starks unloads it on both men. Yeah. Yeah. Like match was okay. You know, they, they set, they hyped it up as the main event and, I kind of forgot the Don Callis segment, so I was kind of taken yes. aback that they, that they ended it so quickly because it was Dang. like they said, like, oh, Don Callis is going to talk, and then they just like didn't really talk about it after that. So I was like, okay, this match is going to go like 20 minutes or something, but then it just ended very abruptly. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess we're just going to have a rematch after this crappy finish on Double or Nothing. So cool. I don't know if you guys have talked about this. What are your thoughts on Bullet Club Gold? And so, different, so, stu- different, so stupid. The bull- like, Bullet Club. Like Bullet was... Club and Impact. They got their own Impact Bullet Club too. Oh, I'm a, I'm a step away real quick. You, you guys, you guys elaborate on this. All right, fine. As, as Philip <laughs> leaves bullet club gold, like I was the biggest bullet club mark back in 2015, 16 here in the States. I just feel like it's not dead, but it's like way mm-hmm. past his expiration date. And yeah. do we really need to be going over? And like, not only that is like JY got kicked out of bullet club. And just from a storyline perspective, that's stupid too. But Finley I just feel like, a- Finley He's cut so- a promo saying this man is no longer Bullet Club. This man is no longer affiliated with us or New Japan at all. Yeah, Yet and then he, he starts his own and- Bullet Club with Juice. And like, it's just them two. So mm-hmm. are they going to actually get some sort of stable and get a lot of guys in there? Like, okay, maybe, but Bullet Bullet Club doesn't do anything for me right now. And it's just, no. it just screams. They're trying to gleam off of whatever there is left. If there is anything left, like you can, if you want to make a stable out of it, like do like, I don't know the, the knife knife cabinet or some stupid like that, like a, a knife pun off the switchblade. When's the last time you've been just walking down the street and saw someone in a bull club shirt? What 2019? <laughs> exactly. Like, like, look, I love bullet club. I uh, named- it would be when we were in the elevator with CM Punk and it was at the new Japan show. Okay. Okay. Well, that's not in public. That's well. That's why show. I said walking down the street, and not at an event. <laughs> okay. Look, man. Look, I love Bullet Club. I named the podcast after them. Sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I know, right? Uh, look, listen. We're getting into like NWO Wolfpack, NWO Silver, NWO. Hey, do not disrespect the NWO Wolfpack. Japan. NWO Japan. We're getting into all these different territories. Exactly. Look, Jay White leaving like the way he left, and David Finley attacking him at that show. Perfect send off. Why go be in the same group, just in a different company? That's- Especially when Finley cut the promo saying he's no longer Bullet Club. He's no longer allowed in this group. He's no longer affiliated with us. So there's the New Japan version. There's the Impact version. And then what? And Bullet Club was- Gold. Bullet Club Gold? Yes, in AEW. Which and is- then there's the OC. So it's just the, the Gold Bullet Club. Logo. The original club. And yeah. then there's the Balor Club still out there. Oh, just- Lord. Well, then there's the, the elite, which is a spawn off of it. There are multiple spawns off of this one thing, which I guess could show the magnitude that it had. Sure, but no, like don't mm-hmm. do that. Just create your own little thing, switchblade cabinet, knife cabinet, whatever, whatever we're doing here, and just be done with it. Yeah, the cabinet. Oh, JBL have some legs. The the Bashams, Jillian Hall, Orlando. Oh, Lord. Oh man, that was something. Uh, yes. So, the the main event segments, uh, Don Callis uh, comes out. He's uh, has security out there. Uh, t- uh, Tony Schiavone did a great job. Said it was his displeasure to announce this guy. Uh, Kenny Omega comes out there, gets attacked by the BCC. The uh, then the Young Bucks come out there. 
and Hangman Page makes his return. Uh, and yeah, so the Elite uh, take it to the Blackpool Combat Club. And then Hangman Page says Elite versus BCC Anarchy in the Arena, double or nothing. Thought we were going to go blood and guts, but they. I'm, I'm, no, they're saving blood and guts for the women, I believe. Okay. Okay. I'm a fan of the, the Anarchy in the Arena. The la- BCC mm-hmm. was in the last one last year. Yes. That's yes, where Danielson yeah. got his concussion. Yeah. Against the Jericho Appreciation Society. Yes. Yes. The opinion. And I ran around the T Mobile Arena as there was blood everywhere on the walls. <laughs> oh, yeah. You were there. That's right. Oh, nice. Three times. Yeah. So, uh, hey, look, I'm, I'm excited. People are going to be bleeding and it's going to be true anarchy in you the arena. Savage. What's yeah. the over under how many minutes till Moxley's busted open in this match? So here's the thing. <laughs> like I said this on the show, like I think he like he has like sensitive like scar tissue right here because of like all the times he's bl- uh, cut himself open. Because You know, like Rick, yeah. like Ric Flair can just do like this, tap his forehead and he'll start bleeding. Yeah, so I think Mox is in the same boat as like him and the way Dusty had it and Devon and Abdullah the Butcher. So it's right. That's just where he's at. Uh, I. I'm going to go 45 to three minutes in 45 seconds. Of <laughs> that's the that's the little window. <laughs> I'm going to have he's going to have the Goldberg, a little trickle of blood during his entrance. That's right. Oh, Lord. But I, I did like Hangman's passion here, like his fiery promo where he said, we are the heart. We are the soul. We are the spirit of this place. We are the elite. And then he announced it to the match. They were just missing Cody. Oh, God. That would have been. So- oh, God. Mm. Beautiful. Eh. Mm. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm a fan. This was this was the the umph that it needed because like I thought so, last last week's show was nice and the main event was great. Here's my question for you: What would you put as the main event of this Double or Nothing, the World Title or Anarchy in the Arena? Because I think Anarchy in the Arena has been the better built up match. Well, yeah, but to, I mean, TK is old school. Tony yeah. Khan, World so, Title got to go last. Yeah, World Title has to go last. Now we've seen in re- in the past. That's not always the best idea. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Given and we have seen the world title technically not go last once when it was lights out because that has to go after the official show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe it depends. It depends on where you place anarchy in the arena. Was if stadium it, stampede the closer or no? I think it was the it was the close, right? Can't remember. Close both times because it's kind of hard to. Right, definitely the first one. Yeah, I can't remember the second one. Why? Why not throw it on last? Why not? I, I think it's going to be the the title match is going to be on last. But I just think overall this double or nothing build has not been very good. Yeah, like I haven't, I haven't felt it. You know, no, they've they've kind of just not done it, and then all of a sudden it feels like they go, oh, we only have two weeks, and we have a pay per view. Uh oh. Yeah, this is supposed to be like our biggest show of the year, and. Like really the only match that kind of feels suitable is the anarchy in the arena. Are are we just going to be like kind of in like this weird lull period until we get to the all in show? Yeah. I mean, forbidden door, they're going to have four weeks to build that show. All right. This is something. This is something. Yeah. All right. Uh, So superstar spotlight. This is the part of the show, Tim, where you just uh, talk about a performer who you thought shine brightest this week. Doesn't have to be an AW or WWE. could be an indie star, et cetera. Well, I'm going to go juicy for now because he took a couple, he took a couple minutes this weekend to talk with my kids and stuff. And boy, was that like the highlight of their world? Like they loved it. Like, so I'm looking for you guys after the show, found you guys outside. And I'm like, Hey, I got a surprise for you guys. They're like, Oh, what? 
And so we went over and Juicy actually spent a couple minutes talking with both kids. He asked them questions and this and that. We walk away and my son's just got this like super big grin on his face. I'm like, what? He goes, oh my God. I was like, what? He goes, I got to talk to a wrestler. So <laughs> shout out to Juicy for being great with them and taking that time when he didn't have to. Yeah, shout out Juice, man. He, he loves the fans. He loves the kids. Humble dude. I love when he, he looks at my son and he's like, you're 12? You're big for a 12-year-old. <laughs> hey, man, when he when he's 18, bring him over to the academy. Bring him over to the right. dojo. Uh, Brandon, what about you, man? Uh, I'll give it to my boy Pat McAfee, you know, getting the bag. Hopefully everyone's writing him off like, oh, he's not going to be back in WWE. It's over. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't uh, write that off quite yet. Is it the bag when he's going to 10 million a year instead of 140 from FanDuel? Well, 10 million a year plus whatever else he's making from other sponsorship deals. Well, we don't know because he's going to have to lose the FanDuel sponsorship deal. Apparently that's the rumor. Well, they've and who knows? The fan, what... They've taken the FanDuel logo off the show for quite some time now. Yeah, I guess so. I see, I see. He's got Bud Light money. He's got True. NFL money. He's got college football money. He's a, he. I think well, the Pat college McAfee football money is technically is ESPN okay. money. So lump that all I together. Think, I think he'll be okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Uh, I'm giving it to uh, Alpha Zoe, uh, the current Bullet Cast Heavyweight Champion. Uh, he won a trial to go uh, to Japan for Marvelous. So a uh, shout out to Zoe, man. He's been around this scene for quite some time. He's grinded and it's really starting to pay off for him. Hey, brother, I'm happy for you and congratulations. Now, moving on, there are some uh, indie shows going on this weekend. If you can make them, ladies and gentlemen, I will let you know what they are. So first up, uh, this Friday, May 19th, uh, Phoenix Pro Wrestling is back in Petaluma. Main event, Caljack versus Alex Ace. We also have Midas Creed versus Kenny K in a, a Cruiserweight title ladder match. Uh, you have the Honor Society going up against Rock and Rodeo Express, Johnny Robbie versus Brooke Havoc, Money Power Respect versus the High Council, and more. Don't want to miss that. And then uh, SCW May Day is happening. Let me find the card for this. South Bay Championship Wrestling. You don't want to miss this. They got a lot of great matches going on. Chemo versus uh, Alan Angels for the F uh, for the SCW Heavyweight Title. You can also see. P.J. Laurier going up against Jordan Blue. Uh, what else do we have? Los Novos Gringos Locos going up against the world's first tag team for the SCW uh, World Tag Team titles and more. Don't miss it. Go out there and check it out. Uh, thank you, guys. Thank you, Tim, for joining us this week. This has been a lot of fun, man. Let the people know where they can find you and your content. Oh, yeah. So you can find my personal work at Timmy Buddy on Twitter and Instagram and so forth. But you can find all my Pro Wrestling Unlimited stuff, whether that's on YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited, Twitter.com forward slash PW Unlimited. And sometimes we post over on TikTok as well. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yes. Next week, we are previewing uh, Night of Champions and Double or Nothing. Bullet Cast title will be on the line. And then, of course, we are going to be talking about the massive Bullet Cast heavyweight title match, Alpha Zoe versus Dave Wasted versus Loverboy Leo out in Woodland at Collectible Stampede 2. Don't miss that. Thank you guys so much. Be safe and stay dangerous. Uh, yes. Here's the feeling in the time and everything that we did. Listen to the senators connecting it. Moving on everything that's pronouncing it. Everything we did in the time now with the testament. Here is the feeling when we live on the stage. And everything we do turn
turning the page. Nobody doesn't like us. The feeling when we move, we are excited. Elite podcasting. I know you like it. I know you like it. Yeah. The bullet cast. Feel us. The bullet cast. Feel us. The bullet cast. Feel us. Elite podcasting. We are. The bullet cast now. Feel us. The bullet cast now. Feel us.